What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Road to Revolution podcast. This is episode number five of my journey with Linkin Park. Uh, and on today's show, we are going to be talking about, uh, as you could guess from it being episode five, the fifth Linkin Park show I ever went to. Um, now, this one's going to be a little more exciting than the past few because now we are finally entering the territory where Linkin Park has new songs. Uh, Meteora has not come out yet. This is about two weeks before Meteora comes out, but it does have them playing songs from Meteora. Uh, I think they actually played uh, like four or five from the album, which is really big for before the album even comes out. At this point, Somewhere I Belong was a single, but the rest of the album hadn't really been heard or come out yet. So uh, playing five songs from the album was kind of a big deal. Um, so let's jump right into it. Um, this one was at the Roseland Ballroom once again. This is the third and last time I had seen them at this venue, um, which was a great venue to see them at. I know I talked about it in the first two episodes, but um, this was an amazing venue for tons of shows, but Lincoln Park especially. Um, seeing them in such a small venue, especially at this point, because they had already done arenas and stadiums around the world. So them doing a smaller club like this was really cool. That was the whole point of this tour. Um, this was on March 12th, 2003, uh, at Roseland Ballroom in New York. And this was the LP underground tour. And the really cool thing about this tour was it was a free tour. Tickets were completely free, but only to Lincoln park underground, um, members and, uh, radio contest winners. Uh, as far as I know, there wasn't another way to get tickets to this show. And I believe they also did a thing where if you were in the first like 200 or 250 people that registered for the show via the LP Underground, you would get a meet and greet for the show you were attending. Um, now, this was 2003. So, you know, Internet was what it was. It was good, but it wasn't as great and fast as it was now. So uh, I distinctly remember we had just moved into a new house and our Internet was spotty at best. Um, so, uh, I got online as soon as I could to get signed up for my tickets and you didn't find out right away, if I remember correctly, uh, what number you were, but I wasn't within the first 200 to 250, uh, but I got a ticket and that's all that matters. Uh, this was also kind of a big deal, uh, because as I mentioned in previous shows, going to a concert on a school night was just not a thing in my house. Uh, I don't you know. My mom didn't care if I was going to see the Pope. Uh, if it was on a school night, not going to happen. So I, I kind of tiptoed lightly around this. I know we just moved into a new house. You know, everyone was pretty stressed out from the move. And I was like, can I, you know, Lincoln Park's coming back. Uh, they're playing on a a weeknight. Uh, can I go? It's free. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll find a way to get there and home safely. And to my surprise, uh, my mom went for it. She's like, yeah, no, sure. Which was weird considering, um, I went to the show alone. Um, there was one downside of it being a free show for LP underground members is none of my friends were LP underground members. So I was like, Hey, can I, uh, I was 16, I think at this point. So saying, Hey mom, can I go to this concert by myself on a weeknight? And her saying yes, just blew my mind. So I wasn't going to, you know, ask twice because, uh, that might've given her more time to say no. So I took the yes and I ran with it, got my ticket, was super stoked for this show. Uh, I even, I think I left school a little bit early that day. 
just to make sure I was able to, you know, get a good spot because it was free. So you wanted to make sure you were, you were there fairly early. Um, you know, naive little me was like, oh, well, you know, maybe if I get there right after school gets out, I can try to be in the front row. And I wasn't anywhere near the front row for this show. Uh, I learned the ways of getting up to the front row later on uh, in life. But I didn't matter. I got there, you know, right around three o'clock um, and ended up talking to some of the people around me, met some really cool people. Um, and people who I actually ended up being friends with for a while, um, which was kind of cool. You know, people I'd seen at other shows, uh, you know, uh, just around the Northeast, weren't people I saw around the country, but, um, saw them at the next couple of shows in the area. And it was just a cool vibe. Everyone, you know, everyone was there for the same reason. And anyone that was there early was LP underground members. So everyone was just really into it and really happy to be there. So, Talking to everybody was cool. It definitely helped pass the time. And it was March, but it was still a little cold. Um, you know, March in New York can go either way. So they finally opened doors. And <laughs> this is, in hindsight, it's very silly. But I was 16. I didn't have my learner's permit yet. I didn't have really any kind of ID outside of a high school ID. And of course, you know, it was will call only because it was the free show. And to prevent people selling them, you had to pick up your ticket when you entered the venue. So... I kind of was like, all right, well, I have a school ID, which is kind of flimsy, and I'm going to bring my eighth grade yearbook, which is stupid. But I went in and uh, I gave him my school ID and I showed them my yearbook. And I was like, hey, uh, this is all I have. I don't have anything else. I'm 16. And I got, you know, that's enough proof for us. Here's your ticket. Enjoy. So I was like, great. But then I was stuck with a book bag on the whole show uh, holding my eighth grade yearbook which is probably the stupidest thing I've had with me at a Lincoln Park show. Uh, so show starts. Blindside is the opener. And I'd seen Blindside a handful of times before this, and they were awesome. I wish, I say I wish, I, although I don't actually know um, if they're still around now. If they are, I need to try to look them up again, because uh, at this point, I think they only had the first album, or maybe they were starting to get into the second album territory, but they were awesome. Um a lot of fun, uh, interesting sound to them. They were from Sweden, if I remember correctly. Uh, and they were just great. Uh, you know, four super nice guys. I'd met them about the year prior in Pennsylvania. And just the nicest guys. They hung out the whole t- whole day and were talking to the fans. And even after the show, they were coming down and hanging out with everybody at their merch booth. And not even just like, hey, buy our stuff. And, you know, like legitimately hanging out with people and talking to people and like getting to know people. Like they're since they were from Sweden, they were like talking to people like, what do you guys do? What are you into? So I was always a big fan of theirs because they're very personable. So seeing them here was a great treat because seeing them with my favorite band just made it better. Uh, and they set the tone amazingly well like after that you can't help but be pumped for lincoln park um let's dive into lincoln park's set list uh just because it's the first time we're gonna hear new meteora songs which is cool um so they open with session which is the mr han track off of uh meteora and then they go into don't stay uh, which is the first time i'd heard this song and i was like holy crap this is amazing um and then they they just kept rolling with the new stuff. They went from Don't Stay in to Somewhere I Belong, which that was the single at that point. So everybody knew that one. So the place just came unglued. And then they went into Lying From You, which again, first time hearing this song. And I'm just blown away. Like, oh, it's, an, it's a strong Mike song. Um, you know, the rapping's really good. Chester's voice on the chorus is amazing. Um, and then they go into the, you know, the old, 
old trusty hits going to paper cut and then points of authority into runaway and then number eight on the set list we go into another new one faint which uh you'll find out more about me and my love and history of this song as this podcast goes on but hearing that for the first time live was just something special because god the energy in this song is nuts from the first time you hear those strings all the way through that crazy bridge at the end with chester just screaming his head off um that we go into uh from the inside after faint which is another new one uh, actually i think i was i misspoke earlier because uh it looks like there are one two three four five six seven eight eight songs that doesn't sound right eight songs from uh meteora i i remembered it being less but i i trust lp live on this one um so yeah, they went into uh faint into from the inside and then hit the floor which is another new one uh and then with you uh and then crawling and they closed out the first part of their set with in the end uh and then for their encore they come out with easier to run which is the last new song uh, from meteora and then a place for my head and one step closer closes it out again um and it one step closer closes it with christian from uh, blindside coming out and joining the guys which is awesome because his voice just sounds amazing on that uh you know shut up when i'm talking to you bridge of the song so that was amazing it was a great way to end the night um so after the show well before i get to that uh just the show was amazing um you know this is the first time i'd seen them about a year and a half and I'd missed them the last time they'd come to town. Uh, they played at the Nassau Coliseum in about a year prior with Edema and uh, the Executioners and Exhibit, I, I believe, was that show. That was the first Project Revolution tour. And, you know, like classic dumb high school Billy, I messed up in school. I failed a test and didn't tell my parents. And uh, they took away my tickets. And I wasn't able to go. So uh, it was an extra long time between shows. Uh, last one before this was August of 2011, uh, 2011, 2001. And now this one's in March of 03. So about a year and a half, um, almost two years at this point. So seeing them for the first time in that long was just amazing. Like the energy was still there. Like it never went away. Um, it was like seeing old friends. So you couldn't, you know couldn't have a bad time um and you know despite not knowing anybody you know i made friends at the show like i said earlier and we all just had a good time and everyone went their separate ways after it kept in touch with a couple of people um but after the show i uh, i bought a poster at the show and i was like oh it'd be really cool if i could meet them and try to get them to sign and that was my first i guess i'll say my first disappointment with trying to meet any of the guys um i say first really my only um because since they were doing the meet and greet, they weren't really doing anything. They weren't like going to hang out outside the venue because it was cold and they had another show, I think, the next day or the day after. So I get it in hindsight. But at the time, I was like, you know, I went to the back of the venue like I did the last time they played Roseland and I waited and I was like, oh, it'd be cool to get my poster signed. And then uh, they never came out. Uh, so I was a little bummed. But uh, on my way leaving, I ran into the guys from Blindside and they remembered me, which was awesome. They, uh, they remembered me from the, the Pennsylvania show uh, the year prior. Uh, and it was like seeing old friends, like legitimately at that point, because they you know remembered me even by name, which was really cool, uh, especially for 16-year-old me. Like these dudes meet hundreds of people every day and they remembered me, which was kind of cool. Uh, but 
they, uh, they see me, uh, they say, hi, I talk to him for a few minutes, grab a picture, uh, you know, and then I got to head home cause it's, I think it's starting to snow at this point too. And it's cold and I still have school the next day. So, uh, I, I get a, get a ride home and, uh, that's it for the show. Um, overall, you know, a great last time to see them at Roseland, um, an amazing set list. And like to see some of these songs and not have heard them before, like we live in an age where, you know, bands don't play new songs live before the album anymore, or if they do, they've already released them. Um, so like we're hearing a lot of these songs for the first time. And now if this happens, it just gets recorded and they leak online like immediately. So this was kind of cool because it was a 16 song set and almost half of it was stuff I didn't know. But when it's your favorite band, you don't care. You're like, I'm hearing new stuff. Like, this is awesome. Um, and other than that, it was an uneventful show. Um, you know, no crazy, you know, oh, I met them and you know, we, we partied or anything like that. Um, so it you know just a great show, uh, a great return to seeing them, uh, you know, kick ass uh, once again. And this was the start of a huge touring cycle. Like Meteor came out a few weeks later, and then they did a summer tour that I'll talk about on the next episode. And they did, they, I think they toured for I think almost two years on this uh, on this album, which is awesome. And this is where uh, a lot of the fun stories come in. The Meteor touring cycle brings out some of the best. Uh, stories I got. So I'm excited to go more into this. Uh, the next one we'll be talking about is their first, uh, my first time seeing them on the summer tour in 03 with uh, Metallica and Limp Biscuit, among others. Uh, so that'll be the next one we talk about. Hopefully I'll record that later this week. Uh, get back more on a normal schedule. Uh, sorry, it's been so long between episodes. Uh, I went away and then work and life and you know, you all get it. But uh, hopefully I'll, I'll get back on a normal schedule. Um, to everyone reaching out, sending comments, sending you know uh, feedback on the show, I, I I love you guys and I appreciate it. It's been cool. I've been getting messages from people I don't know, uh, which is awesome. Uh, so you know, it definitely makes my day when I see I have a message from people and like, hey, I listened to it. I saw Lincoln Park. They were amazing. You know, I'm, it's cool listening to your story. So I appreciate it. You know, I'm just a guy telling my stories. You know, just for fun. I'm not making any money off of this or or anything. So I'd be happy just doing this to listen to later in life and have my stories preserved. So to have people listen to them that I don't know and give me some feedback or tell me they like it, that's cool. That makes me happy. So I very much appreciate it. Um, I do want to plug two things just because I am not content doing just one podcast. Uh, I'm in the process of doing three, including this one. Um, so in addition to this road to revolution, you are listening to right now, I am also on a show called, and these are mine. And I do that with friends, uh, Hunter, Chris, and Scott. Uh, and we talk about a variety of things, movies, music, uh, video games, life, anecdotes, stuff we're into, stuff we want to talk about, arguments, debates. It's kind of all over the place, but in a really great, fun way. Uh, episode one is up now. Um, we're on everywhere, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, uh, Overcast, Downcast, pretty much anywhere you get podcasts except Spotify. We're not there yet. We're trying. Um, and same for this show. If you're looking, you know, if you have a podcast app of choice we are on most uh, places now uh so if you want to use apple google or your third party whatever you whatever you want to do uh you can you can listen to uh, all the shows i do uh which is a lot of fun 
Uh, and the other one I'm, I'm doing, we only have one episode right now and had some technical issues, so we're hoping to get another one off the ground soon, is The Billy and Stolas Show. Uh, Stolas is my best friend from back home in New York. Uh, we grew up through high school together, so we he's, he's one of the closest people I have to having the same brain as me. So being able to do a podcast with him, it serves as a way for us to catch up, but it's also just, you know, fun to record our stories and you know we have like six or seven episodes we did back in 2011 and I still listen to them just because they're fun and it's a snapshot of who we were at the time and what we were into and what we talked about so uh, those are the ones I do Uh, there's this one Road to Revolution and you have And These Are Mine which is um, myself Hunter Scott and Chris uh, and the Billy and Stolas show all of which are available almost anywhere you get podcasts Uh, So if you want to check those out as well, I would be happy and very much appreciate that. Um, But that is going to do it. I'm going to stop rambling on. So on behalf of myself, I thank you for listening. This has been my Road to Revolution, my journey with Lincoln Park.